Are you typing? We're unresearched. You can't look it up. You closed unresearched. What do you mean I closed unresearched? You said it was done with. I have ten episodes left. This is number episode nine before we close unresearched. So if you're doing research. here with the Unresearched Podcast with David Quinn and guests. Oh, you changed up a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of change. <laughs> Speaking of change, yes. Speaking of change. You need some change. Oh, he's in the back here. We're discussing KISS. The history of KISS, the influential impact on music that KISS had, and their inevitable demise. They haven't demised yet. Ine- I, that's why I said inevitable. Oh, okay. You need to listen when I say the words. Okay, let's talk about Kiss, the history of Kiss. Tell me. Let's get started. I was verbing a noun. Yeah. So, if I say, yeah. So yeah, that's fine. Kiss. What is the appeal of Kiss? Well, I mean, it gets down to... Ultimately, I, when you're a nine-year-old kid living in a suburb... You like the makeup. I, I like, yeah, it's the makeup, the laser beams. I, I mean, there's, there's probably some sort of deep down and, and ambiguously genderless edge to it, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, androgyny is. It was the sign of the time. Androgyny is something. Well, no, androgyny is something that doesn't have a definition until some asshole tells you what it is, you know? Like so, David Bowie. Right. Well, I mean, Bowie, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll grow it. Let's talk about Bowie for a second. Why? We're growing up on TV, well, we're watching TV and he, Bowie comes on and he's usually effeminate, wearing makeup. Uh, well, let's not say, I hate the word effeminate. Let's, let's put it this way. Non-masculine, wearing a little makeup. Maybe dressed more like Twiggy than fucking... Uh, Conway Twitty. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Yeah. You know. Um, and as Kiss would say, very European. So European. <laughs> anyway, so um, but that was the seventies. With this is before. The, I mean, Kiss started before Reagan. Uh, the height. The height of what. Granite Trilogy in London was giving us was that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there were, before, there were provocateurs before, of that era before before, Car- before Carter's. But there was there a lot of provocateurs in that era before Kiss, like Iggy Pop, Velvet Underground. Iggy Pop started the same year that Kiss did. Was nineteen sixty eight? Did Kiss? Was it really Kiss as everyone knows them? It, was it everything? Was, was it like, Kiss as everyone knew Kiss as? That was two years after. So, look at the provocateurs of that era, like even like Jim Morrison of the Doors. So the dolls, so the kids, guys and kids would talk about going to see the Dolls. New York Dolls. And they were like, well, the Dolls were cool looking, but their music sucked, which is really weird considering Kiss is cool looking and their music sucks. Yeah, their music Where is the music. Where the Dolls are, horrid. music is cool, but they're stupid. Looking. I think the Dolls' music and their look is really good. It just be ahead of the time because 
there's bands in the 80s that's just totally everyone ripped off the dolls and no one was ripping off Kiss. Kiss had to take off their makeup. Kiss was still around. Kiss was still, still around. They had to take off their makeup to stay relevant, though. They, they had to take off their makeup just to fucking get along with each other. To stay relevant. No, because no, I know this for a fact. That Kiss, when, when once Ace and Peter uh, became members of KISS mm-hmm. the whole idea was that Paul was very adamant Stanley Paul Paul Stanley Stanley Isaac was very adamant that the, if any of the four of them left that it wouldn't be KISS anymore and then it got to a point where they're like oh well eight, uh, Peter's gonna go so we're gonna get this kid to play drums and that was acceptable because the fans accepted it but then all of a sudden here comes a guitar player after guitar player after guitar player and Paul's like, I can't take this anymore. Because also, you had Bob Ezrin, after Kiss Alive, basically cutting the fucking, the ability of the four members of Kiss to play together in the studio because either they couldn't play to a certain level or there was too much cocaine being done by Bob Ezrin and the members. Okay, well, let's go back to the origins of Kiss. Since you know so much, they started in 1969. 1968, Gene Simmons met Paul Stanley, I think, Paul Eisen. And they were, uh, they were, they started, tried, they wanted to start a band. That's what I know. I know that Paul was still at least 17. So then how do you say that they started... A band when they because they was constant sitting by yeah, ni- but, by nineteen seventy four. But you're saying like by, by nineteen seventy. Listen, but, by nineteen seventy four, they had six albums the out together. Stooges have a, have already been established. Band by five have already been established. As a, as band a, as a songwriting Your dolls, velvet. Un- like, like I mean, like the Ramones met in like nineteen seventy one. I can't say that the Ramones started in nineteen seventy one. They were in a band before they were Ramones. Don't count a band by when their record comes out. You can count it by what, when they was when it they called a kiss. The, was it called, called kiss after Wicked Lester in 1970 or so? 1972, I believe it was Kiss. But the two of them, Paul and Gene, that doesn't count as Kiss unless it's okay. A kiss it doesn't record. count as Kiss. It's fine. I don't give a shit either way. To me, the songwriting duo is what's important because when they went outside of that songwriting duo, they did create some amazing shit. Wicked Lester is not so amazing. You know, but Lita is a fucking fantastic song. Um, yeah, this doesn't sound like that. I love this fucking song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's no plastic caster, but it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's get back in. So, Kiss Me, or Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. And then, you know, they're, they're songwriting together. They don't leave each other's side for 50 fucking plus years. Yeah. So can I say that the Velvet Underground started in 1963 when Lou Reed started... Since Kiss is actually years old When Lou Reed started writing songs, I can say that's when... Should Lou Reed write songs for Kiss? The Lou Reed... That's when Lou Reed started Velvet Underground when he when first Lou started Reed writing, start writing songs, songs for Kiss. I don't have no idea. I have no... Who cares? Ah, yeah. Did he? Uh, yes, he did. Well, then, good for him. That, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. Like, you say, oh, the, it's the song. Oh, you're going to break out Velvet Underground and not even know that Lou Reed wrote songs for Kiss. <laughs> Why would I even care to know that? I'm not a Kiss fan. Only a nerd Kiss fan like you would know If you're a Velvet Underground fan, you should know that. I'm not a Velvet Underground fan. I just... Why would you I'm use aware. them to compare fucking because, it's, because of New York? Because I was saying that they're provocateurs, and you said, oh, I like what everyone wanted to be provocateur, and that's why everyone loves I never loves said the word provocateur. That's French. I don't talk French. You're, you're, 
You're just bypassing everything that like makes kiss kiss. No, I'm not. You are. You're the question asker. I'm the answer. Your answers are bullshit. <laughs> My answers are not bullshit. I, okay, okay. I okay. So I so tell so, me the history of kiss. Okay, so technically. Kiss would have started the very uh, first Kiss record. No, the fir- first Kiss record is in 1973. The okay, fourth Kiss record is in 1974. Okay, so fifth Kiss a- record in 1975. So they were just churning out records that no one was listening to. Right, except until they came out with a lot. Yes. Dress to Kill. And then was the fourth? Oh, was it Love Gun or was it Destroyer? Are you oh, asking well, the fourth was technically alive. Are you asking me? Well, no, because technically the fourth record's alive. So, you know, that's the fourth record. I'm, but you're, you're my kiss by historian. The time, by the time that they had recorded it live, mm-hmm. I maybe believe, because you can't try be like, oh, well, who's your source? Gene Simmons? It's not a good source. Is your source on Star Wars George Lucas? Not necessarily a good source either. So are you a good source? I'm not a good source. You're the motherfucker walked in my goddamn record store and thinking I was gonna help your fucking podcast. Well you out told me that you know so much about Kiss. You assume because I posted Kiss songs on the you, internet that I know anything post, about this you stupid post fucking All band. these things you tell me that Breathe Fire and then you tell me that Lou chicks do cocaine. Then you told me that Lou Reed wrote songs for Kiss. Did so you then, know that? Then you told you me. Busted out then you busted Velvet Underground. You tried to use Velvet Underground on Crunch. You tried to use Velvet Underground as some sort of fucking defense mechanism. No, it wasn't a defense. you blew it because you didn't know Lou Reed wrote fucking Kiss. What songs did he write for Kiss then? He wrote Black Diamond. <laughs> he wrote World Without Heroes, I think. Um, he wrote... I would uh, research this, but this is an unresearched podcast, so I can't... Well, this isn't unresearched. You closed unresearched. This is, no, this is an unresearched podcast, so I'm, I can't re- research any of this information. I'm researching Lou Reed, not Kiss. You're looking up Lou Reed uh, writing Kiss songs. <laughs> that might be the biggest revelation we have here today. No, he did. He wrote Dark Light with Ace Freely. He wrote. Oh, here we go. Mr. Blackwell and World Without Heroes. Yeah, so on The Elder, he wrote three songs. Four. Lou Reed wrote three songs and Kiss in their heyday. Um, this. These are some of your favorite songs. I would say Kiss this songs. is a heyday. <laughs> is one of Ace Freely's best songs. All right, Kiss. Origins, The Rise to Stardom, Phantom in the Park. Okay. Origins. How about maybe let's talk about your own personal experience with Kiss that's because that's the that's that's kind of what we want to get down to. I've been through eight or nine. So when I was a kid, so I'm a kid. I'm 52 years old. I was born a year after Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons met. Now when I'm like so by 75, 74, by 1974 when I'm five years old. Kiss is well ingrained on television. They're on the Mike Douglas show. They're on fucking Dinah fucking Shore. Mm-hmm. They're on Merv Griffin. They're on Don Kirshner or uh, ABC fucking in concert. 
What about Saturday Night Special and those types of shows? Those are later. Those are, those are, they, they like were 70s? On, they were on those shows, but they were more like 78, 79. After Saturday Night Live came, there were a lot more like late night shows. But ABC's In Concert was on, and they appeared on In Concert. And that was a huge one because that showed America what this was. Because <laughs> the only other people who really give them probably credence before that is like. Dick Cavett. No, like Circus, I mean, the hip, uh, Cream magazine and things. Because Cream had a definite, like, Greenwich Village, New York fucking edge to it, so. So you, you were like a nine year old David Quinn. Before what, that. Oh, and seven year old David Quinn? Five, six. Five year old David Quinn. Seeing Kiss full makeup with the platform boots. On TV. With their laser rockets. On the shows that, like, my sister's. So they were a cartoon, they were like a cartoon character band, but their music was like rock and roll, which was one of your first experiences for proper rock and roll? I think when I'm young and, like, and my sisters are all, my sisters are 15 years older than me. They like Cat Stevens and James Taylor and Carly Simon and Jim Croce and the Eagles and they went out on tour with the Eagles and fucking for a week and probably did premarital sex with them. That's naughty. And that let's was, talk about more about that. That's not naughty. naughty. It's Ooh. perfect. It's yeah. like, exactly Ooh. what they're allowed to yeah, do. Yeah, salacious. You're, you're an Eagles fan. Go get some of them one of these nights. Mm. New kid in town. His name's Joe Walsh. Yum, 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 yum. Timothy B. Schmidt. <laughs> that Don Henley is yeah. pretty friendly. Don Henley. Yes. Don Henley's not most not so Henley. He's friendly. He's like a rooster. Yeah. So, uh, and the opposite of that, you like to kiss. Well, I saw these guys on TV. I had no idea what their fucking music sounded like, but I liked them. I didn't even probably didn't even realize they were a band. I think I knew they were a band. And then you see them on Mike Douglas and stuff. Let's fast forward a little oh, bit. Wait, 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 wait. Because this is... Pertinent to the this conversation. This is before somebody gets into music, and then there's these characters. And they're not... They're, like, sitting there singing songs about all the chicks they fuck. And five-year-old kids are fucking going, like, buy me that record. Or I want to go see kids. But all they're singing about is, like, you know, she, she got... She got titties and I want to fuck them. Is that yeah. a natural lyric? Yeah. So what is it? It might as well be. Kiss historian. It might as well be. Okay, well, that's all. let me fast forward to when you were actually able to go to a record store, pay your own money for a Chris, Kiss record. When did this happen? You walked 76. into... Okay, you walked into a store. You had, like, your 17, 17 shekels. And you, I have to look this. And up. you bought Love Gun. I didn't buy Love Gun. What did I get? I did have Love Gun. Before you bought Love I Gun. I did garage sale. So, um... So someone bought Love Gun. At, new record I bought. <laughs> so someone bought Love Gun. Like, ugh, this sucks. I'm gonna sell it through the garage sale. You know, like you paid them two you know two nickels because they're selling. Maybe they they're selling. Drug overdose. Their parents sold it. <laughs> I, I guess what? I guess my. My scenario is much more plausible. <laughs> the first Kiss record I bought with my own money yes. is Double Platinum. Okay. 1978. Now, I had Kiss records. But is Double Platinum isn't just Kiss Live and Kiss Live 2? No. It's, uh, it's basically like... The best of? It's all the singles. Yeah. Because that's all you ever really need with a, Kiss, right? Remix of Strutter on there. Strutter's a good song. 
one of their ten good songs out of their thousands of bad songs. They're remixed. Okay. I had no idea. Oh, and Strutter was re-recorded. I had no idea. <laughs> well, are you doing research? We're unresearched. I had to look up what, what, how old I was when Double Platinum came out. But now you're doing all because the... that was... No, I just I don't know anything about it. I don't... You don't research things. I don't... That's why you're my historian. We don't research things here. I'm a fan, number one. I don't give a fuck how much knowledge I have of Kiss... I only know my own knowledge. I just want to go. My own okay, let's let's go through. What was your f- first Kiss concert? Dynasty. Explain it. Like, go through the whole spiel, the whole thing. What happened? How to happen? Kiss was coming. Kids went. I went too. Begged my mom. Take me to go to a concert. You gotta speak up because we're. No, afraid. like I want to go to the Kiss concert. Okay. Okay. You're too young to go. You gotta speak up this. You're too young to go to the kids' concert. Well, I want to go. If I don't go to the kids' concert, I'm gonna hold my breath. To a thousand. Die. And then, right when I was turning blue, she was like, Oh shit, I think he's serious. And I'm like, When she was serious, Mm -hmm. I was turning blue in the corner with a bag over my head. They're like, Okay, you can go to the concert. Who opened for Kiss? Do you remember? Marshall Tucker Band, maybe? Marshall Let's Tucker Band. That. We're doing more research. It's not research. It what do you mean if it's not research? It's not based on what I'm talking it's about. It's based on it's your it's memory. It's you could say Marshall Tucker so. Band and just leave it at Marshall Tucker Band. But what, what was your experiences at the, the KISS concert, as your earliest memory, your very first KISS concert? Because I know that you're going to go see KISS on Glitter their very last... Uh, uh, confetti. Get the very last KISS concert ever in San Diego. You're going to this one. And you're feeling a lot of emotions. A little bit emotionally, yeah, because it's been 42 years. Yeah, and this band means a lot to you. Because you saw them and when you were nine years old and you hold, held your breath so you were doing the fist to see them. And you don't even remember who opened the show. It might have been Marching Up the Band. It could have been... Uh, I probably didn't even go see the opening band. Cause Cause why, I, well, when I was very, very young and I went to shows, I didn't... It didn't register. Yeah, I remember like once. I well, so to go, let's talk. I about to go once, and Pablo Cruz was opening, and I'm like, I don't want to see them. I don't like that. for Kiss. No, just like the band. Oh, uh, we're talking about Kiss. I, I know, want... but just like uh, we're talking about. So let's uh, let's talk about your your very first Kiss live show experience. And like Marshall Tucker Band doesn't matter. Like, like who cares about them? Just tell me what you remember of that night. Uh, ask again. Sorry. What was the experience? That you had seeing Kiss for the very first time. Just an awe. Just complete awe. They were larger than life. That's one of their songs. They're huge. I, they were a band I'd seen them on TV, and now I saw them in real. I seen a real person. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, they, it wasn't like other shit. It was like. I mean, you saw bands. Everybody dressed up a little bit. Um, Doesn't say who played with them. I always and and it was and it was um, reaffirming. You wanted to twenty nine nineteen seventy nine. You wanted to see them again. You wanted to see them again. Yes. So give me your best kiss live experience because you're really not giving me much here. 
if I'm being honest. Okay, my best, well, you asked me about that specific, and since I was only nine, and I don't have many memories. I, oh, I have I memories from when I'm had, nine with things that were in, but emotionally had, impactful. I said I could, they were larger than life. Uh, you whispered it. For the first time, I got some confetti. They had shit for sale that I wanted but couldn't afford. Um, my friends who were there all could afford it. Um, it doesn't really sound like it's an exciting experience, but if it, like it, most it, no, I'm trying to remember <laughs> all of it. I'm trying, I'm trying to fucking remember shit because I'm trying to put myself there. Um, I the same thing. I was last night. I was going like, okay, so when I go on Saturday, it'll be the first time I've seen Kiss with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer because I didn't want to go see that. Okay, I mean I. I've seen Ace. I've seen. I, have I seen Eric Carr with makeup? I can't remember. I can't fucking remember if I saw Kiss with Eric Carr in makeup and Vinnie Vincent in makeup. I don't know if I did. I may have. I may have seen Eric Carr. In I, I want your. I want the. Most, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, most I don't emotional. Know. You, like you can just like. So, well, boom, it's, it is emotional. Most emotional it, moment. It, no, I'm describing it exactly. You can't pull something that didn't happen out of. So, my like, head. I can tell you, like, like. Bouncing Souls when I was a teenager was my favorite band. I remember exactly the first time I saw them. I saw well, them. Man, experience. this was fucking amazing. I body surf. I sang along with the fucking all the chunks. Do you like? Do you like the movie? And it the was Last so Je- good. Do you like the movie The Last Jedi? Jedi Star Wars. Was kissing that? Do you like the movie The Last Jedi Star Wars? I admire it for the attempt. I hate it, and I've seen it nine fucking times. So we all react differently to things, you know. Um, I. I'm, so last night, I'm trying to tell you, this is my experience. Did I see Eric Carr with makeup? I'm not sure. I have memories of it. I don't have memories of Vinnie Vincent wearing makeup. But I have memories of Eric Carr wearing makeup. That's weird. The only time Eric Carr and Ace played together, I don't know if they played San Diego. So I'm, this is the weird part. Um, did I see Bruce Kulick? Yes. A whole bunch. Did I see Mark St. John? Yes, I did. I saw him on Animal Tour. I'm not asking about these I'm, things because this is important. Because you're asking me about my experiences. And I'm asking about the most the times I've seen. I'm kids, asking about the, the most memorable, the most thing they're that, that stands. Because I'm telling you how they're, they're not, not memorable. They're not all memorable. They're just this thing over 42 fucking years. Was Kiss my favorite band? Not by any means. Did I like Kiss? Fuck yeah. Am I holding on to a memory of seeing a bunch of fucking fucking Jewish clowns? Fucking playing around on TV, breathing fire. Fuck yeah, I'm holding on to that the same way you hold on to like if I was to mention some movie, the one thing, uh, Wizards. Everybody goes, ah, I love that movie. And then you're like, yeah, try watching it. You know, and they're like, oh, I have memories of when I was young that I love things. And you're like, yeah, try watching it now. You know, so do those memories, do those memories of Kiss being so larger than life. Blah blah blah. So I do remember watching Donnie Marie. Mm-hmm. And after Donnie Marie was Kiss Me to Panama the fucking park. Right? And I enjoyed Kiss Me to Panama the Park. And it was on TV, but he had fucking Shaggy's voice. Ace had Shaggy's voice. Yeah. And since I watched cartoons and you can't be like you can't be like, oh hey, we're gonna make this kiss movie for kids and we're gonna have the voices of all the kid cartoon characters fucking 
do their do those voices so that so that as a kid you can't be like why is Ace talking like fucking Shaggy and why is fucking Peter talking like fucking Robin or Batman or whatever? Okay, so as we're as we're winding down, oh, we're winding you down. Ca- you you, you kind of just went on a, a whole spiel. You asked me a thing. question, you didn't like my answer again. You asked me like how I felt. I told you how I felt, and you wanted me to fucking expound more. Like, oh, you didn't think it was the greatest fucking thing that you expect? Just like I did when I saw fucking Bouncing Souls. Guess what? I saw Bouncing Souls too. Same reaction. I don't know. They were fucking rad. And then. Did Brian Baker try to fucking follow me? Yeah, but I remember... And we told him to get the fuck out of here. I remember the first time I saw him. I met Brian Baker the first time. I saw Bowsing Souls. And he's fucking wanting cocaine that I Well, I just remember seeing him the first time. Like, wow. I'm going to remember this later. I'm going to... If someone asked me the first time I saw Bowsing Souls, I can be able able to relay it. But I guess it's still different because you saw them when you were nine years old. (laughs) November 79. And Lou Reed probably wrote that record. I don't know. I'm I'm research. Yeah, you've done so much research this whole podcast. I I'm trying to find out who opened for Kiss. I have no <laughs> idea. Marshall Tucker Band. Dynasty <laughs> Tour opener. I think it was like Marshall Tucker. Oh, Blue Oyster like Cult. The Rockets. <laughs> um, the Rockets. So what do you expect from their final show that you that's going to be coming up here that you're seeing on Saturday? Supposedly this is their this is it for them. I know, I've been there. Okay, so the Rockets were... You just bypassed my question again. Um, because we're getting on this. This is the band that opened for Kiss on that tour. They were called the Rockets. And you think the Rockets are in their final show? With them, like, full circle? No, I don't know if any... Oh, you know who's opening for Kiss? Uh, the guy that paints pictures of Jimi Hendrix and shit. It's a painter. It's a rock and roll painter. So he's going to come out and paint, like, while he's going to play, like... All on the watchtower or something. He's gonna like, and you think that's going to be more memorable for seeing them for the first for the first time? No, it would be better if he was actually. They came out and they sat on little stools with like the little you know things. Cloth. And he did that painting job and painted their fucking faces. Boom! Fucking crazy and shit. Yeah, you is know? that what you expect when seeing them? I would rather. The, see the, this is going to be the last time you see Kiss. Yeah, do I want to watch a guy paint before I see Kiss? This is going to no, be the I last. Want to see kiss fuck each other for once. I want to see Gene and Paul fucking touch each other's dinguses. And Ace Freely's not there. Paul, Peter Chris isn't Ace, there. No, I, there's always a possibility that Ace will show up because he lives in San Diego. Yeah. But Peter Chris isn't there. Peter Chris doesn't know where Peter Chris is. I don't see it. It's not Kiss that's playing. It is Kiss. It's a band called Kiss. It's a it's a product that's on stage. It's a, literally a product. So one, okay. So once the final Kiss, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons are done, does, does it matter? Yeah. Does it even matter that they're done? Because they can no, easily just go sell that image. It's like pro wrestling. They, they just already sell have. it. They sell it. They already it's have. Done. There's a fucking. There's a, a an official. Every member but Tommy lives in Vegas now. There's an official. Okay. Authorized Kiss cover band called Kiss Tribute that can just oh we'll never stop seeing Kiss. Tommy, Kiss lives forever. Would you shut up, so I can fucking Kiss. Three out of four members of Kiss live in Las Vegas. They have moved there in the last two years. You tell me, shut up. Yeah, I did because John. You're-